What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I want to use today to talk about a particular free agent. And, I mean, I'll, I'll do multiple of these, I'm sure. But today I want to talk about Marcel Ozuna, what he's going to be looking at in terms of offers, potentially. And, yeah, basically what his offseason could look like and what kind of deal he might land. So Ozuna this past season played left field for the Atlanta Braves. And he's going to be 30 years old on opening day of 2021 he's coming off a phenomenal season in 2020 338 431 actually instead of reading the triple slash line i'm, I'm just going to go average and then ops because obviously ops is just going to going to be um on base plus slugging so for marcelo zuna it's 60 games played he played in every single game for for atlanta with a 338 Average and a 1067 OPS with an with 18 home runs and 56 ribbies, which also led the league in homers and ribbies. So he's a guy who had a pair of All Star seasons with the Marlins in 2016 and 17. He posted two good years with St. Louis, but not great, not great. And he became a free agent last off season. And I remember a year ago, he was one guy we were talking about saying like, "Hey, you know, if you look at the Statcast data for him, it's." It's very indicative of someone who's about to break out because he was hitting the ball hard in St. Louis and everything. And he had some injuries he was battling with and everything was pointing to the fact that he was about to break out. And that's exactly what happened. He broke out in a big way and not, not really a breakout. He just returned to form in 2020 because this is the kind of hitter he was, kind of player he was in Miami. So we saw him lead, like I said, lead the league in, in homers, ribbies. He led the league in total bases. He was just outstanding. So he was on a one-year deal, a one-year $18 million deal. Basically, his job in Atlanta was to replace Josh Donaldson's bat, and that's exactly what he did. So, I mean, looking at the free agent market, he's the best bat on the market right now because his 2020 numbers were better than those of George Springer, although, um, yeah, Springer is a year older, so he's a year younger than Springer, and he had better numbers. But the thing is, Springer plays a strong center field. So that's a more premium position. Ozuna's defense is considered pretty suspect. So I would say most people are putting him as a consensus number two outfielder on the free agent market because Springer's defense is just that much better. Ozuna's looked at as a guy who, who might be a DH in the making. And that's kind of funny because when you look at it, Ozuna has a gold glove on his mantle. It makes you wonder how some of these guys, th there are some guys who have won gold gloves and you're like, how in the world? It's just like a one-off kind of thing. He won a gold glove in 2017. 2017 with the Marlins. And ever since then, he's just been a defensive question mark. I don't know what happened. But let's take a look at some of the likely suitors for him this year. So this offseason, I mean... You're talking about teams like the Braves, White Sox, Red Sox, Cardinals, Rangers, Astros, Twins, and Padres. So let's take a look. What could the Braves offer him? Well, I mean, they've had success with one-year deals as of late. They got the most out of Donaldson in 2019 and Ozuna in 20. I mean, they're probably looking to do another short-term deal, but they know that Ozuna's not, not, not going to want to do that anymore. He's going to want to cash in on this great year he had. He's going to have to look for a multi-year deal. So if Atlanta wants to keep him, they're going to have to offer him a multi-year deal, but I could see Atlanta maybe giving him two or three years, like a three-year deal um, with a high AAV because um, they usually don't do long deals, but we'll see. The White Sox, 
I mean, they were aggressive last winter. We saw everything they did. They signed Grandal, Keiko, Encarnacion. They gave Abreu a new contract. I mean, getting getting um, Marcelo Zuna could be the cherry on top. I mean, it, it, they don't really need Encarnacion anymore if they get Ozuna and make him a DH. The Red Sox have Jackie Bradley Jr. as a free agent, so they could shift Andrew Benintendi to center field to open up a left field position for Marcelo Zuna. That's something the Red Sox could do, although they need pitching, which is um, much more important for them. And then the Cardinals have, they have their own gold glover, Tyler O'Neill, in left field, but he hasn't, with the bat, he hasn't really taken advantage of his opportunities, so bringing back Ozuna could help strengthen that Cardinals lineup. The Rangers need need offense. I mean, their outfield offense is really bad this year, uh, except for Joey Gallo. But um, Rangers left fielders had a collective four home runs and a 594 OPS. Their DH spot produced a league worst 575 OPS and four home runs. So Ozuna's a guy who could jump right in there and definitely help the Rangers do what they need to do and hit the ball because they haven't had much offense as of late. And then obviously there's the Astros because they have all three of their outfielders, Springer, Brantley, and Reddick, leaving as free, well, they're free agents. I mean, they have Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez, so never mind. Um, they do have outfielders on their roster who will stay there, but they definitely need to get an outfielder, at least one or two this offseason. So Ozuna could be an interesting option for them. The Twins, I mean, you would think that they're, that they're not going to be in contention because their outfield is set with Buxton, Kepler, and Rosario. But the real question is whether Nelly Cruz returns for a third season with the Twins. I mean, he was great great again this year. I mean, if he moves on or retires, they would need a replacement at DH, and that could be Marcelo Zuna. And then the Padres, I mean, this is going to depend on the future of the DH in the National League because their outfield is already going to be Tommy Pham, Trent Grisham, and Will Myers if there's no DH. But if there's going to be a DH next season, then you could see Ozuna sharing left field and DH duties with Tommy Pham, but it depends on how that's going to go with the DH or pitchers hitting. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, Marcelo Zuna is probably looking to get something in the Nick Castellanos range. Last offseason, Castellanos signed with the Reds for four years, $64 million. But with COVID and everything, obviously, there are going to be question marks as to, you know, if teams are going to open up that checkbook. But four years 64, I think, is a good starting point. I think that's that's conservative, honestly, even for someone like him because he's put up better numbers than Castellanos when you look at his full body of work. MLB Trade Rumors has him going, has Ozuna going to the Nationals for four years and $72 million. So there's that. I didn't even mention the Nationals in this list I just talked to you guys about. So that, that's something that you want, something to think about. What do you guys think? Where do you think Ozuna's going to land up? How much do you think he's going to get? So, I mean, Castellanos got four years, 64. MLB Trade Rumors is pegging him at four years, 72. Quick math in my head right now is telling me that's $18 million a year. So $18 million a year for Ozuna, I think that's, that's very, very respectable. But, yeah, I could also see a team doing something like a three-year deal. A three-year deal for maybe $22 million a year. Three years, 66 or something like that, where they give him more on the AAV, but, you know, less per year. 
I don't know. But that's all I have for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.